everyone, my name is Jack and you're listening to Dev90X. We are at the end of day 34 now and it feels a little bit like just counting numbers. The, the numbers have kind of lost their, their impact. When I first started, there was, you know, day seven felt like a milestone and then day 14 and then day 30. And now I feel like while we're just ticking, time is just ticking. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Um, because I feel a little bit lost in how, how I can progress to a certain milestone uh, within the time boundary. I feel like all I can do at this point is do my best. I can't really control the outcome anymore because there's so many unknowns to me right now as to how I'm going to do this. Um, so yeah, I'm still in the, in the thick of it, really. I haven't re really written much code. I'm just, I've kind of pivoted, pivoted my focus to learning Swift and learning Swift UI and learning architecture and just trying to understand the syntax, trying to understand the code so I can understand what the code in other projects is doing and then understand how to replicate that for my own projects. Um, even something as simple as copying and pasting code often doesn't work and you still at least need to understand what the code is doing to be able to know which code you need to copy. Uh, so there's just a huge learning curve and I was kind of avoiding it or pushing back a little bit. I just wanted to have a very targeted approach where I would just go in and kind of like a sniper, just snipe that code that I needed and just, just snip it out and snip it into my project and not, not get fussed up on the details, you know, not get, um, get lost wandering down, you know, endless pa learning paths that you think you need to know all these things when really you just need to know a small subset to achieve your goal, your short-term goal. Um, so that was what I tried first of all, and I, and I failed, I guess. I failed. I, I found it too difficult. I didn't understand object-oriented concepts. There's too many unknowns, too many question marks. And so now my focus is just learning. And I don't know if I have enough time to do this, but I'm going to do my best. So today, the title of the episode is, All I Do Is Go Off On Tangents. <laughs> Random tangential learning. And... This is a bit of an experiment today for me that I, I stopped watching the lecture series from Stanford. Very good quality, very excellent teacher, very good explanations um, in favor of just focusing on opening up a project and trying to understand that project. I've got a great one here. It's from Apple. It's called Action and Vision and it, and it details how to use all the different libraries and frameworks for machine learning. Uh, and using your own core ML models and doing, you know, pose detection and action classification and even object detection and drawing bounding boxes to the screen and using game logic and all of these things. It basically does everything. Uh, so all, in theory, all I have to do is read this project, understand all of it, and then I'll know how to structure my own project. Um, and so that was my focus today is just reading through this project and what happens is that you, you pick a starting point from the folder structure on the side. You've got all these folders. So I, I've, got it, I've got it right here. We've got a folder called Action and Vision, uh, which has the majority of the code. And then you've got a folder called Products. 
and then one called configuration, another one called license. We can basically ignore those other ones and just focus on action and vision, which is pretty much where all the code is. And then you've got in that, you've got a subfolder called views and then a whole bunch of just random, not random, a whole bunch of Swift files. You've got at the top, you've got app delegate, you've got game manager, you've got scene delegate, then you've got source picker view controller, root view controller, camera view controller, setup view controller, game view controller, summary view, view controller, common.swift, um, and then in the, sub, in the subfolder, you've got a bunch of views, which is like animated transitioning.swift, bounding box view.swift, dashboard view, joint segment view, overlay label, progress view, trajectory view, video output views. So there's, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot to digest here. They are named very well. And some of them you just kind of know from experience that they, they're just included in every project, like app delegate is just pretty much in every project, scene delegate is in every project. They're just boilerplate code that, hap that every app will have, essentially, pretty much. Um, so it's difficult to pick a spot to start, especially when you don't really understand the code. Because uh, what you're trying to do is you're trying to see where's the code that is ultra relevant to what I'm trying to do. And you don't know, so you just kind of try to read all of it and find out where it is. But as you're reading through it as a beginner, it doesn't take very long before you hit a major question mark and you're just like, I don't understand this. Uh, I have no idea what this is doing. I have, you know, uh, let's pick one. Let's go to, let's go to uh, game manager. So this one is quite a large file, 171 lines of code. It starts at the top with importing a library or a framework from Apple called GameKit. And then we create a class called Game Manager. And then in that, we have another class called State, which inherits from GK State. And, uh, and then there's a bunch of variables, a bunch of functions. And then you get to one that's like override function. What, what does override even mean? And so you go and look it up, you do a Google search, what does override mean in Swift? And this is the, the point that I'm trying to make is that you go off on tangents. You start reading an article, doesn't really, doesn't really explain it too well. So you go to YouTube, you look at a YouTube video, and then you'll just go off on another tangent and another tangent and another, another tangent. And you learn a lot with this, but it's because as you're trying to understand one thing, more question marks come up and you're like, oh, in order to understand this thing, I need to answer these question marks. And so you go to try to answer those question marks and then more question marks come up. You're like, ah, oh, in order to answer those question marks, I need to answer these question marks. And it kind of just keeps on going, getting more and more nested, more and more tangents. And so you forget what you were trying to understand in the first place. Um, so that's where I'm at right now. That's, that's what it looks like. And that leads me on to Jack's hack for today, which is you got to focus. And so my hack for today is that I've been finding that if I give more time, if I allocate larger time blocks to working on this, there's a non-linear improvement in my overall learning outcome or my overall kind of learning productivity uh, because it takes a little while to get into the depth of it as you start to focus in on things. You, you load up these question marks in your mind 
and then you try to answer them as and you try to answer as many as you can and the longer that time block is the more chances you get at answering question marks which gives you more chances at answering that very initial question mark and that's where you make the real progress is when you can when you can go when you can clear up the whole stack so to speak of question marks and you make it to that very first one sometimes you might have to answer like you know 10 or 20 different sub questions before you can climb up that ladder to the original one but it's very effective if you can and that's why i found that you know a good time block of like four or five hours can be really effective uh, whereas if you just have one to two hours and then you get distracted or you need to stop and then again one to two hours and then again distracted you don't make that much progress you, you do make progress of course um anything more than say 30 minutes is sort of like the cutoff point at the moment that that's what i'm finding is where you, you'll start making progress and before that you're kind of just maintaining you're just like <laughs> it's, it's almost frustrating it's like okay i've got 30 minutes let's try and do something productive and it's really just enough time to kind of find where you were at last time. Um, and less than that, I still haven't quite figured out a way to, to make any use of that time. If it's just a 15 minute time, time block, what can you do? I mean, you can watch 15 minutes of a video that you've got loaded up in YouTube. If you're anyth anything like me, then you'll have 20 to 30 different tabs open, you know, five to 10. <laughs> different YouTube tabs with videos that are extremely long. You know, some of them are even longer than three or four hours long. And you'll be, just be chipping away at them as time goes on. But it's not that good to just watch, you know, 15 minutes of like a two hour long tutorial video and just do it in 15 minute chunks because you always lose where you're at. And eh, it just makes it difficult to, to kind of grasp things. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's exactly what what my process looks like right now. I feel like I did a good, pretty good job explaining that, um, and I definitely feel like I'm making progress. Today felt like a really good day. I learned about inheritance, and I feel like I am kind of starting to grasp object-oriented programming now, where you have classes or structs or protocols. They're all just different kind of types of objects, and you create copies of those objects. Um, that either are a direct copy or just point or a reference to the original. Um, and then you, you can extend on them. Um, you can, you know, add additional functionality and you can even like use this super thing where you reference back and change the original copy. So it's all about, it's more of a high level, how do you structure your code question so that you know, like, let's say you create an object and then you wanted to extend on the functionality of that object. So you create a copy of the object, but then later on, you want to go back to the original object and change something about it. You wanted to refactor it. But if you just created a direct copy, then that means you would have to also remember that you created a copy of that object, called it something similar, and you have to go and refactor that copy as well as opposed to everything being like a class, it's a reference to the original object. If you change the original object, then it'll affect every subclass or every sub object or child object. And there's different languages, like child objects, and then there's parent objects or super classes 
or subclasses. So there's a lot of different language, but once you kind of understand what these things mean the same and those things mean the same, just different ways of calling them, it starts to get a lot easier. And uh, I think there's going to be a point pretty soon if I continue just throwing many, many large time blocks at this where the question marks will not be so nested anymore. There won't be, it'll be like maybe one layer or two layers rather than five or ten layers of nesting. <laughs> and I'll start to progress a lot faster. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that is already happening. I'm feeling that I'm already starting to get a bit of a grip on things and I don't need to go so, so deep each time I have a, a question about something. I can just, just read one explanation and move on. Um, so yeah, I learned about optionals. I learned about super, I learned about overrides. I learned about inheritance. I read a lot more code. I followed some more iOS engineers on Twitter. I found, I found that hacking with Swift is probably my favorite, uh, tutorial resource now because Paul Hudson, the author of hacking with Swift is just really, really good at explaining things. And he kind of gets it. He kind of gets the confusing parts and he highlights those confusing parts and he often will say, hang on a second, what a, didn't we say that we can't do that? And then, you know, he'll, he'll explain why you can, like this is an exception to that rule or that is an exception to the other rule or this is a special, you know, function, like the init function is, it's a function, but you don't have to put the word func before it and it's just because it's special, you know, stuff like that. Um, so Paul Hudson, he's now my favorite uh, tutorial author and Hacking with Swift is now my favorite tutorial blog. And he also made an app called Unwrap on the iPhone. And I've downloaded it and I checked it out briefly and it looks like a really great app to just keep learning on the go. So it, I'm going to try Unwrap and I'm going to test it and I'm going to report back and uh, we're going to see if this is a viable way of learning on my iPhone. Uh, so that's that's pretty much it. There's also I also discovered Apple's got a their very own tutorial uh, course essentially for learning Swift UI, and it looks very very well structured and high quality. And it's interesting because usually the first thing you'll see when you're trying to learn Swift UI is a bunch of YouTube tutorials, and then you go to Udemy and you'll see a bunch of courses on Udemy, but for some reason I, I wasn't even aware of Apple's own tutorial hub that they have for Swift UI, and it looks really good. So I'll probably check that one out as well. So that's pretty much it. In my document here I had a bunch of notes today, and I find it really, really good to kind of just write notes down if you've got a question that comes up. Just write it down in, in the note document because it's a really good. It's just good for logging um, the learning journey and to look back on it someday. And maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I do like looking back on the questions that I was asking and then being able to answer them in my in my mind straight away and just to realize how far I've come. I find that a very motivating thing. So that's pretty much it for today. Um, other than that, my life hasn't really changed that much, except that today my legs are crazy sore from my leg workout with, with Putu yesterday. 
so <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm nursing myself a little bit um, and looking forward to my next workout with Putu. So that's it for today. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.